Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Keiko Talks. Tonight we're doing a special 1107 and Dark episode where we are discussing some of our gospel favorites. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome to another 1107 and Dark episode. Tonight we got a special 1107 and Dark. We're doing a totally gospel uh, playlist. We're going to be listening to some of our favorite gospel songs, traditional and contemporary, and um, discussing them and kind of discussing the genre um, for this episode. So you ready? You excited about this? We love gospel music. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I enjoy, I do listen, not, I hate to say all the time, but I do listen to it quite frequently, so. Yeah. It's, as I've gotten older, it's definitely a genre I listen to a lot more yeah. than when I was younger. When I was younger, it was like mom was listening to it, so it was always like mom's music, mm-hmm. which felt yeah. like uncool. But now yeah, I yeah. listen to it, and I'm like, no, this is like groovy. This like was, they, this was the stuff. Yeah. It kind of gets drilled into your head as a kid just because, like, you're, you know, when you grow up mm-hmm. in churchy environments, as, like, we sort of did, mm-hmm. it's just always there. Um, so it doesn't feel like interesting or fun to listen to at the time. But as you get older, you're like, no, this is this is good music. I know why our parents were into it. Facts. So, but yeah, um, before we get started, we should do just a brief little, um, I guess not so much history, but just kind of like what is gospel music? Well, it's pretty obvious, right? Like gospel music mm-hmm. is religious music. Um, but we're specifically talking about black gospel music which definitely has roots in kind of um, obviously Anglican roots, which is like European, like, you know, Christian uh, roots um, in the Anglican church. But um, so a lot of the hymns that were in the Anglican church were transformed into um, hymns that would eventually be used in like black um, churches, right? So like Amazing Grace and Rock of Ages. Um and there's also, there's like certain sayings that uh, come up frequently, like, like you know, or really more metaphors than anything, like Jesus is a rock, right? Like the Lord is a rock kind of thing, like kind of like this almighty power. All those kinds of references come from the like original hymns that we actually see in contemporary gospel music today. So nice to know um obviously as you get into like the 19th century and with things like um and like chattel slavery um obviously that's when you have more like hymns and gospel coming up specifically like um songs that were being created by enslaved people at the time um because they were allowed to go to church sometimes they would go to white churches did you know that like there were like sections for the slaves like at white churches um like that's where like a lot of african-americans ended up being like methodist or episcopal or whatever because they were going they were like sectioned off in a white church so yeah um yeah and then um but obviously with like for like plantation churches when they were allowed to preach like they would make up their own you know rhythms and songs for that Uh those services as well um which i think is really probably the backbone of what we call gospel that kind of like r&b root like uh that like 
upbeat type feel to gospel you know mm. what i mean versus the like strict kind of like him more like classical type music that is probably more associated with white churches i i could be wrong but that's how i imagine the differentiation started you know what i mean yeah um, with what we think of as like traditional gospel and then obviously you had like country music um once black americans became freed gospel eventually became like the prevailing style of music at the time throughout the 1870s to the 1920s um so there ended up being more uh i would i guess i would call that probably more like traditional what we think of traditional gospel songs coming out then then obviously black churches like have like you know i don't know what the word is but like morphed i guess gospel into more of like a rhythmic style i would say like 1920s and 30s then you have bands coming up like gospel groups like the five blind boys of mississippi uh sister rosetta thorpe if you ever heard of her in like arizona drains so like traveling groups of people you know performing as like a specific like as artists i guess you could say Mm -hmm going around like black churches and then also like kind of that idea that style of rock and roll coming out of that because like the music's being sped up it's becoming more like popular and more rhythmic you know versus kind of the like hymn traditional style you know yeah mm-hmm. um and then they start publishing gospel music so it starts being sold um so it becomes like an industry uh so people are buying actual gospel records um and then you get people like uh Mahalia Jackson who we we all know she's like a gospel legend um and I'm trying to think who else would have been really popular I we I, I just feel like everybody knows her but um that and then they say the golden age of of gospel is around the 19 like after World War II Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. during World War II, so like late 40s, probably getting, going into the 50s. And then you have gospel artists like pretty much everywhere in the U.S., so or major cities like New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, L.A. Um, and you got major gospel stars like Clara Ward, Roberta, Ro- Roberta Martin, Pilgrim Travelers, Soulsters, Reverend James Cleveland. I think I've heard of James Cleveland, but I don't know about the other artists. Um and then 50s and 60s, more crossover artists. So like Aretha Franklin coming. Um, I think that's really when soul and R&B was probably really married to the gospel sound. When they started putting like more, uh, I guess, secular sounds in with gospel. So like Aretha Franklin, Sam Cooke, they started learning and they learned how to sing in, like, in the gospel church. So their sound was secular, but they would also sound, sing uh, gospel music. So it's like rooted. It's... Uh, their sound was rooted in gospel and became more mainstream, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and then in, you get into like the 19, like 70s, 80s, 90s, you get into artists like Kirk Franklin, um, Yolanda Adams, um, who go before go between gospel and secular music. Um, and then you get people like Clark Sisters, Andre Crouch, Edwin Hawkins. Um, and honestly, the contemporary gospel artists that we know today. And I would, they don't have it on this, this little blurb here, but I would say gospel music has even morphed into like hip hop too now. So like even younger artists are putting out more like hip hop type sounds. Um, like I'm trying to think of one. 
I like to think it's like, you know, the Walls group, they have kind of a hip hop type sound mm-hmm. or um, that song, Won't He Do It by Corinne Hawkins. Or I mm-hmm. think about like Lecrae. I don't know if you know who that is, but he was like a hip hop yeah. Christian artist. Um, so, yeah, I, it's definitely more. Th- the gospel has always been sort of fluid and um, obviously spiritual. So it's I don't think gospel is ever going away just because it has that religious tie. But it's um the sound of it has morphed into what we kind of what we think of today as like contemporary Mm -hmm. gospel as well as like traditional hymns mixed in there um and they all have very similar through lines it's just like the sound has changed so and i mean obviously lyrics and Sometimes people, like we were saying with Kirk Franklin and Yolanda Adams, they go back and forth between secular music and gospel music, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Any other, any little points you wanted to add in there? I just thought it would be good to get an overview of gospel for people who may not know. Although I'd imagine if you listen to this, then like you probably know, most people know what gospel means. At least they know in the religious context what it means, but they might not know so much of like how it, how the sound has morphed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I think that's a good overview. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do have a playlist that's on our Spotify that we put together. It's mostly, I would say, contemporary urban gospel. Caitlin likes traditional gospel. Not necessarily a big fan of that, but that's what I would mostly say it is. And you can find it on our Spotify with our account 1107 and Dark of Keiko Talks. It's going to be linked in the description. It's a lot of good gospel songs on there. It's like all the heavy hitters, you know, Kirk Franklin, Londa Adams, Clark Sisters, some Aretha Franklin, Mary Mary. Who else is on there? Mm, Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond. Um, so a lot local. of Yolanda Adams. Yeah. Um, Destiny Child on there, too. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I'd say those are like your uh, Mary, using Mary Mary. Yeah, there's also like some like artists who only have one or two songs on there. I think Whitney Houston's even on there. Yeah, it's all Whitney. Um, and actually, speaking of Whitney Houston, that's like another good example of how very popular artists their influence really starts in church. A lot of people learn to sing in church, especially I know like R and B soul people. They start singing in church, and then they branch out into a secular career with like the singing skills that they basically learned in church singing gospel music like religious music you know mm-hmm. um, that's very common in like african-american communities yeah i would say if you're if you're a black singer there's a good chance you started singing in church somehow some way yeah even like jazz artists and, <laughs> yeah there's like a good chance you started singing somehow in church even i was even listening to coco jones who's very new she was talking about starting out singing gospel music um yeah so i would i would venture to say that most of it is a lot of r&b can be you know interchange with like gospel which is why I think contemporary gospel is so appealing to me is because I don't feel like I'm listening to gospel sometimes, you know, like the lyrics and the message is inspirational and religious and spiritual and about Jesus, but that's really it. You know, the sound is not so, it's not a distant sound or a sound that's not really pleasing. It's still 
it's a sound that I always grew up with, whether I was listening to gospel or secular music, you know? So, so yeah. Anything else you want to say just before we get into the actual playlist? Nope. Nothing to add. All right. Well, so first up on our playlist that we're going to be listening to is by who I think would be probably considered like the most from like the seventies on the, like a cornerstone of contemporary gospel is the Clark sisters. Um, just about everybody who listens to gospel knows the Clark sisters. Okay. And anybody who was forced to listen to gospel probably knows the Clark sisters. So, um, one of my favorite songs from them is, is my living in vain. Um, yeah, we're going to listen to that and comment on it. I love this song. I think it's so, it's such a, not only is it inspirational, but it like, it's sort of existential too. And we'll get into it in a second, but you ready to plus play? Yep. All right, let's go. Oh no, I got an advertisement. Okay, never listen to it. You listening? Mm-hmm. Have you heard this before? No, I don't really, uh, I don't know much how to talk about this. You don't listen to Clark Sisters, like, at all? No. No. I know, like, maybe one or two songs. Hmm. I'm not going to lie, this is not my cup of tea. <laughs> you haven't gotten to the good stuff yet. Oh, okay. Wait till the breakdown comes. This is like some hard-hitting questions. You don't think so? Am I wasting my time? Have I let my light shine? Yeah, but I don't because it's like gospel. It's because like... They're like asking, like, is my living in vain? What am I really living for? I mean, I get the question, but is that like gospel? That's just like secular to me. I mean, you I guess that's secular? I mean, it kind of is. That's why that's why people like the Clark sisters, because they were kind of a pioneer of making like inspirational music, not just straight mm-hmm. gospel talking about Jesus. Yeah, only. that's fair. You know? Because, like, they're, like, they're taking what would be something you, kind of like a prayer, like, what you would ask God, like, what am I really here for? What am I here to do? And then they put it into a song, like, is my living in vain? What am I really, am I fulfilling the destiny you have for me? Uh You know? Yeah, I guess. And also, this is a lot. definitely not gospel I would listen to, though. I'm not going to cap. I love it. My favorite part is when they're, like, they're, like, asking all these questions and they're, like, no! Of course not. It's so self-performing. You don't like it. You know the thing is, like this is like my type of music, but no. I love it. It's like one of my favorite Clark Sister songs. When I'm like having a down moment, this one. Thank you. 
Also, they're just like a sister band as well. So, what do you say? They're also a sister band. So, so all, they are. They're all sisters. Yeah, hmm. I like all the Clark sisters. Their mom was the one who was pushing them to do it. Their mom's what? Their mom was pushing them to do it. Hmm. Wait, isn't this is one of them? Is the Kelly Clark? Yes, Karen Clark Sheard, who has a, a career, like a solo career. And then Dorinda no, no, Clark. No, like, okay, Dorinda. I know who Dorinda is because they had that meme of her on TikTok. There's a meme of Dorinda? I thought so. But the, um, she like did some little like yodel thing and everybody was like doing it on TikTok for a while. Oh, I didn't even know that. Probably. And then there's like, it's like Dorinda, Karen, Twinkie, who's like, Twinkie is the one who like writes all the music basically and plays the organ. And then there's Jackie. I think, I think it's Jackie. And then they had another sister who like doesn't associate with the family anymore. Oh, why? I don't know. I guess, I think she just like was like over the whole like religious thing. I feel her. Same. She was like she made different life choices than them because you know they like really at one point and just kind of got out of it. Yeah, like have you seen the Have you seen the Clark sisters movie on Lifetime? No. Well, they were talking. They basically she left because she I think she had gotten pregnant before like getting married and everything. She was like, I'm gonna live my mm-hmm. life and like I want to be like touring all the time, and so you know group differences. Got it. And so now, and I, I think to this day, they still have beef. Like, they still don't talk to each other. You know, sometimes you gotta cut it off. <laughs> well, now you know. I can understand, like, I'm not gonna lie. I think it's great they have the gift of song, but I don't know if I would want to stick solely in a, a gospel genre. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that. I would have to do secular. Uh, yeah, I think I would I have to I feel like it's, it puts you in, like, a bubble slightly. Yeah, it does. I mean, I could see maybe branching out. I don't know if I go so far as being like a Megan Thee Stallion type, but I would definitely be in like soul R&B range, I think. Yeah. I think I would pull more of like Yolanda Adams kind of thing. She's very like she on goes both. Yeah. Yeah, she's on like both trains, you know. And her music is very like inter... You can like mix them. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you finished the song? Yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie it was a lot going on for me and but I think like my style of music is very like I'm very much like I like like indie like bluegrass kind of music so yeah I hear that I think it makes sense like go ahead I was gonna say it just makes sense for like for it to be a lot yeah I also think this one is very like praise and worship kind of like something you would hear if you live that you would hear in church Um, yeah i think it's like a live show gospel type of thing yeah and i think that's a lot of the clark sister style is like they record as if they were performing for an actual church audience you Uh know what i mean and so back in the day yeah so they go very much off book it's very fluid it's very um 
you know, the riffs and runs are going to go for however long they feel the spirit moving. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh-huh. And so I think that that is that can make it feel very non-structured. You know what I mean, yeah, which is what a lot of gospel, or at least live performances, most gospel performances are very non-structured, very, very non-structured. Actually, I would say anti-structured. It's where the spirit leads you is where you're gonna go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oof, yes. Yeah. So schedule grace um, breaks. Don't forget that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but then again, some people really, really embrace that, like, cause you can just go. And I think that's what helps people who train, who start with gospel, um, uh-huh. and train their voice for gospel. It helps you be able to, when you perform more structured things, it's a lot easier to perform structure because you already are so used to like, this can go, let this can go this way, that way, whatever. You gotta be prepared to move. It's like freestyle. You gotta be prepared at any moment. So structure feels yeah, almost like that's what they were doing, but it's just like a bunch of runs and it's like ugh. Yeah. So it definitely can feel like, like I said, just unstructured, I think. And that's why I think some people like know associate the genre with being very just like spirit driven, you know? Yeah, that's fair. So but yeah, okay, next song. Is another of mine called The Battle is the Lord's by Yolanda Adams. This is okay. from her Save the World album. So are you ready to listen to it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, we'll say uh, our playlist is on Spotify. Make yes. sure to check that out. And the link will also be in the description. Obviously, the Spotify is going to have an extended playlist. But those songs, yeah. all of these songs will be in that in that uh, playlist. Uh, yeah. This is like one of my favorite gospel songs. I think I've heard this before. You've yeah, you probably have. I consider Yolanda Adams like the Whitney Houston of gospel. Hmm. What do you think? Hmm. Like obviously Whitney Houston does more like ballads and stuff. And Whitney Houston can sing gospel too, but I just think specifically in the gospel genre, that's like the the space she took up in that industry, I think. Yeah. It's like classy, like high to mid mezzo soprano, like sounding voice, can do the riffs and runs, strong, powerful, elegant voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her voice is very like clean and crisp. And clean and crisp, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very like she pronounces every word and it's very like angelic, yeah. like in my opinion. Which is I can see that. it does I, I, I'm listening to it. It can give Whitney Houston for sure. Yeah. Like I can see Whitney mm-hmm. Houston doing this and like doing a really great job with this, you know. Yeah, same. She doesn't have it's definitely different than the Clark sisters who have that kind of gritty earthy mm-hmm. I wouldn't I want to say less trained style voice like more less clean like the Clark sisters you're hearing every kind of crack and creak and yeah. you can tell that their voices are like they've gotten good because They're they've gritty. just done it so much over their lives you know yeah, yeah you know but like Yolanda Adams is very almost trained I don't know if she's really trained but like it just comes out like that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Plus, I do like the lyrics. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord. So it just kind of reminds you like to um, sur- kind of surrender your problems to the Lord, the universe, whatever you believe in mm-hmm. or won't believe in. Yeah. And just says it's not yours, it's the Lord's to take on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good, I guess it's a good, if you're, you know, very spiritual like that. Well, some, it's just a good reminder too. like, I wouldn't even consider myself really religious, but I like listening to her music because it's like, it reminds you that whatever you're going through, whatever issue you're having right now, you can surrender you can it. Through it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good whether you believe in Jesus or not. Some, you got to let stuff go, you know? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Some, certain things you just not worth your fight. <laughs> yeah. And I also think too, like obviously she's she's referring to the higher power as Jesus, but it allows people I think who might not be Christians to still relate to it. Like I feel like her mm-hmm. lyrical content is can go either way. It's she's really more just like encouraging music, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I like that they have that chorus or the choir coming in the background. Like, like at the end, because she was solo at, to begin with, and then like you know you got the choir now. I think that makes it more like this kind of like praise unto the Lord, you know. True. This one's more like what you listen to. I feel like in like actual church. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Versus like that concert feel, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of my favorite gospel songs. I love that one. It's just encouraging. Okay, okay that was good. Yeah, and I think the music is very, it's kind of a slower melody, but it helps, it makes you yeah. think about the actual lyrics, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that one I approve of. That one was, that one was decent. Yes, I like that one a lot. Okay, so the next song we got, this is another live recording um, from Aretha Franklin. It's called Mary, Don't You Weep. Um, this one's kind of a longer one, so we don't have to listen to the whole thing, but I okay. I do like this one. This is definitely like raw Aretha Franklin singing in church. So I don't, have you ever heard this recording? I don't think so. I only heard it because I was watching, I think it was in Black Klansman, uh, the movie. It came out a couple of years, years ago. Um. Yeah. So you can hear if you hear it, you hear like the clapping and everything. So they recorded this, I think, while she was like just singing at a church somewhere in the seventies. I think you're gonna like this one, Caitlin, because you like that more like jubilee choir sound. Oh, girl, I love your good jubilee choir. Yes, sir. You hear the like, my one fun fact. Caitlin's one aspiration in life is to be on the Jubilee Choir, and I am not really a church grower or anything like that. But that is the one thing I look forward to doing in my life: being on the Jubilee mm-hmm. Choir and being the head of the choir, so I can walk out there, my slow walk, and make you know mm-hmm. all the little noises I want to make, good or bad, and then slowly walk my way back. Pretty excited about it. <laughs> we'll have the oddest aspiration, but it is one of mine, and I've I've said that consistently for a very long time. <laughs> I honestly can see you doing it. I honestly would. I, if I could do it now, I know there's an age requirement. If I could do it now, I would, period. 
and hate it. <laughs> I'm not old enough, so you know, no, I don't want to make a mockery of myself and the elderly on the Jubilee Choir. But I promise you that when the day comes, everybody's gonna know about it. Period. If you try to join the Jubilee Choir, they'd be like, "Get out of here!" All right? They were like, "How old you are you? Forty years, please." Age ain't nothing but a number, okay, baby. All right, please. I'm old in spirit. Right, you got to be at least like sixty to be on the Jubilee Choir. Well, forty more years ago, I'm counting down. <laughs> I'm ready. The day they accept me, I'm gonna be. Well, first of all, I gotta find a church. Maybe I'll just have a Jubilee Choir that just like harmonizes on you. Yeah, or just like holograms by then, you know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> all right. So you heard the intro to the song. I like how this song like gradually grows into a crescendo. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it starts out with that like like the percussion and then like the organ and then the chorus comes in and then Aretha Franklin and it just builds into this like, you know, round sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how do you like this yeah, song? This is probably more of my vibe. Yeah. It's kind of like a hymn. Yeah, which I can appreciate. I love me a good hymn too. Fun fact, mm-hmm. I like those old like Courtney calls them like she says I like like slave music, but I for it. So I think "Mary Don't You Weep" is based on a hymn. Oh, is it? Yes. I can see that. You know, I always love when they like come into that intro and they're like clapping. It's like you already know it's about to be good. Yeah. Have you gotten to the part where they start really clapping? Like the audience starts clapping. You might no, I don't think I've gotten there. Okay. Wait till you get there, because that part is really that's the uplifting part. <laughs> Got it. Also, Aretha Franklin's vocals here are really nice. Yeah, you no, can she's just tell this is where so. she comes from. Like it was it just feels so natural for her voice, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Because we're so used to hearing her sing like pop, you know, songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize out in LA there was such a big community of like black um of like gospel music and all of that. Like people were like, yeah, like on the West Coast, people were like like famous albums I were recorded on the West Coast. I think this album was recorded on the West Coast. This live album she did. Well, I, I mean I, that's where the music industry like predominantly was though. So Yeah, but I wouldn't imagine that gospel would be as big as it was, like the history of it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I would say like New York or like Chicago or something. You think so? Or even, or even like a southern city like Atlanta or something. I would think like LA because like you had the West Coast music, you had East Coast music, and those were your main like points. Atlanta, New York, East Coast, West Coast with California. Yeah, you're right. You hear the part where they're clapping now? Yeah. Yeah. I like how they like it incorporates the audience and the sound, you know? Yeah. That's a big part that of was like then. What'd you say? That was like big back in the day. Yeah. It was like a, a complete like everybody participated. In the sound and the music making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing about gospel too, is like like you said, everybody participates in the music making. It's yeah. so it's so fluid. It's hard it's really hard to explain to people who really haven't been in a black church environment. 
to be honest. Yeah, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, because the church is interactive. It's mm-hmm. like the pulpit is there, but it's like a small barrier. <laughs> yeah, it you is. Know, like, yeah. People are yelling to the pastor, the pastor's yelling back at the people, and people mm-hmm. are getting up and dancing, people are running, people are it's like this whole spiritual experience, that's all I can really say it is. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to like, there's like no words that can really pin it down to what it is. Yeah, you gotta like You know what the culture is, you know what the culture is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good stuff though, so go. Definitely. But don't go if you're only going to try to like experience the culture. Like, go you know, no, you gotta like go with an open mind, heart, spirit, and be looking for that spiritual experience because, or you're not gonna really, you're gonna be like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I would say Black Church is very fluid. Um. And there's less. I mean, there is a hierarchy to it, but I think there's less hierarchy when it comes down to a sermon. You know what I mean? Being preached. But yeah, okay, I'm gonna end the song there just because it is kind of long. But um, yeah, okay. But yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. That was good. Yeah, that's definitely that's something I could definitely see you adding to the playlist for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. huh. for sure. I love that specific recording of it. All right, okay. So the next song is another Clark Sisters overdose of the Holy Ghost, which okay. um, this is like this is a good one. All right, I got a plan. Oh, the like it's like so funky. You hear that? Yeah, that's kind of cool. And then the lead is Dorinda. It gives me like dun 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 dun. What's that song called? Something got the funk, Karen. Yes, but the thing is, people did um. Twinkie, who was writing the songs and and composing the music and all of that, she uh-huh. was taking like popular songs at the time and morphing them for gospel music. And this was obviously mm-hmm. in the seventies, so that's why so Got much of this it. album, there, what this is like one of their first albums that has a very funky beat. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. When I discovered this song, I was like, oh my God, not a gospel song being like funk. Right up your alley. The Holy Ghost. I would listen to this even if it wasn't gospel. You know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely would. This is right up my alley for sure. This their sound, um, even when on this record, it still sounds like they're in a live like venue, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if that's just like a product of like the air and the time, you know what I mean? Like the technology. It could be that. Yeah, technology. Like, it's not like they're in a big like recording studio and like there's an yeah, echo right. kind of. Exactly. Yeah. It's like very like airy in there. Yeah, and like there's like room between the soundtrack and the, you know, the and singer. Singing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which might have been, um, you know, just technology at the time. But I think it yeah. contributes to their kind of, like, their specific sound, though. It makes it sound like they're really mm-hmm. in an arena <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. 
Because, like, Dorinda's voice is obviously closer and feels closer, you yeah. know? Which, I mean, I guess that's, like, you know, background versus foreground. That too, yeah. Yeah, you got to listen to uh, Overdose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I want to instrumental this. <laughs> this is how I imagine the soundtrack to my life. Like when I'm walking down the street, when I'm oh just God. like, you know, walking <laughs> down the street. <laughs> it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you don't think about funk music when you're walking down the street? Absolutely not. That's weird. I think about like. I probably think of more of like a neo soul before I think about that. Really? Yeah. Mm. But like I'm always, always listening to neo soul. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. No, funk is like the music that gets you up and gets you going. You know. True. I do feel like I was probably in another lifetime. I was probably like in my twenties and in the seventies. X. Like I was probably on Soul Train too. I think this is also really good. They had to render do the lead on this one. Like I feel like her voice is more fit for this style, you know. So is Dorinda the lead singer? I think for a while she was their lead, and then like Karen started singing more. Because, you know, Karen's got a really strong voice too. Yeah. But I think to begin with, it was Dorinda. Because Dorinda's got more of that kind of, I don't know how to even describe her tone. It's kind of like, it's sort of jazzy almost. Yeah. But it's gritty at the same time. But yeah, that's Overdose with the Holy Ghost. Um, you like that one? Yeah, I like that one. That was good. I told you. You were like, ah, what is Overdose of the Holy Ghost? I told you. Solid music. All right. So next yeah, one. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely add it to your playlist. All right. So next one is Lost Without You, BB and CC Winans. We're jumping ahead a decade or two into like the early 90s. Um, have you ever heard this song? No, I haven't. Well. Here's a first. I don't, you know how I get down. You don't, I don't like BB and CC? I only recently got into them. I'm not gonna lie. You know they have more. They're like easy listening. You were just telling me that you like like the Who's the Boss theme song. Fun fact. Yeah, Part but I only listen to um like instrumental music. I don't listen to anything with lyrics. If I'm like listening to that type of style. Yeah. Well, this has like light lyrics. Just are you listening to it now? Yeah. Yeah, you can it's hear groovy. it. It is groovy. And BB and CC's whole vibe is like groovy. Like when I'm looking, going back and listening to their music, especially like late 80s, early 90s, it was very like mm-hmm. low key, that kind of like Anita Baker, soft R&B yeah, style um, that was really popular in like the late 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. 
I like I just like the melody of this. And it's like Daybody no more reaction. Yeah. Your voices are so very sweet. much like there's a time for love and a time yeah, for like, living. Yeah. Take a chance and face the wind. Yes, that's what I was. Yeah. Which I do love that theme song, so you know. Yes. Which I ever gonna admit it? No. But here we are. Yes, Caitlin finally admitted to me that she liked the Who's a Boss theme song all these years later. It was quality, but see, Courtney used to run out back in the day, and that's why I could never tell her. No, she used to run out. I was practically bullied for liking that show. No, 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 no. I was practically used and abused. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Hmm. Well, anyways, another good thing about the song was TV made. That's what I was. What did you say? A TV maid? I was, like, I was practically your TV maid. Whatever. You're like the TV police. I wouldn't call it a police. I was advocating for those who whose voices were not heard frequently. Yours? Me and mom's. <laughs> <sighs> well, okay. Another thing I like about this song is like, there's no reference directly to Jesus or God. So mm-hmm. they're just like, they're saying like, I'm lost without you, but who is you? We don't know. Yeah. So it's pretty secular. Yeah. It could be secular. Like it can appeal to really, you know, anyone like it's kind of just a poem in some ways. Yeah. Right? True. Which is probably a marketing move for them, but. Yeah. They probably appeal to a greater audience doing it that way. Yeah. Because. When I went back and listened, they're kind of like Yolanda Adams. Like, there's not as much reference directly to Jesus or God or, you yeah. know, what I mean? which would make it feel, which would make it gospel specifically. But, yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. So they really are like crossing over. Also, BB and Cece's voices just like they fit. It's like smooth. Um, their voices like complement each other so well. He's like yeah, the male version of her voice, and she's the female version of his voice. Seriously, yeah, no, they have a really good um, like, like harmonizing tone yeah. voice, and they have a very they're they're a little more stylistic to me than Yolanda Adams, but they have very clean voices as well. Yeah. Especially Cece Winans. Her voice is like very, very clear to me. For sure. Which maybe that was just a thing back in the day, like the late 80s, 90s. Everybody's voice just got like very clear and very like kind of precise sounding. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like tone kind of. That like gritty tone kind of left out, you know. Mm -hmm. Because I'm even thinking about like the artists who became popular at that time secular artists like you know the Whitney Houston's or like the um who else was really popular during that time I think it's mainly Whitney Houston like their tones just were very clear that's what was like selling you know what I mean and it's like Mm -hmm. clean music even like Luther Vandross's tone to me is very clear he has a yeah and like Anita Baker she's pretty clear it doesn't have that same like grit to it like Dorinda's voice does or like you know mm-hmm. or somebody like Al Green's voice or yeah you're right that like rasp that, that rasp to it mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's see. So the next song, that's a really good one. And that's a really good, like, easy, like, easy listening, like, soul type. And not soul, sorry, R&B type song, you know? Mm-hmm. All, honestly, their whole vibe is that, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. All right. So the next song is one of Caitlyn's picks. You want to... Let's get into it. Yes. Okay. Let's see. So my first pick is, um, I just want, well, just want to praise you. I don't know how to say her name, but Moretta, I think that's how you say it. Brown. Moret. Moret. Brown. See, English is not my cup of tea. Clearly. All right. So we're going to go ahead and hit pray. This is just like a classic one. Like, I feel like everybody knows this one. It also has that, like, echo and, like, forefront back f- background type mm-hmm. of vibe, too. But, like, you can't live not, live. like, just... What is, you this say? Live this is a live recording, I think, too. Um, I don't... I think it's actually recorded, but, like, back then, it was different, like, recording-wise, so... It's just, like, a little bob, you know what I mean? A little side-to-side motion. Yeah. Can't go wrong with it. It's like slightly more up tempo than Lost Without You, what we just heard. Yeah, yeah. It is a little bit more up tempo. But you still get that like choir type of feel. Yeah. Um very like performative type of yeah. sound. I also feel like there's a difference between how the choirs start to sound like in the later like 90s, early 2000s too. Mm-hmm. Like to me, the choirs had more, there was more like multiple part harmonies going on, in my opinion. Yeah. Than kind of like the, some of the older choir songs, it was all like one voice, unison, like raise, you know, everybody singing the same thing, like same time, even mm-hmm. though we have different sections, but they play more around with like, I'm like thinking about the Kirk Franklin song where it's like rain down on me. La, 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 la. Yeah, so like more like harmonizing. Yeah, more harmonizing or like the, the tenors do this, the altos do this, the sopranos do that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like versus yeah, I see what you're saying. before then it was like, or at least what I've noticed is like it was like everybody's voice needs to blend, needs to become one sound, and that's what mm-hmm. you raise up, you know? Yeah. Versus really mixing around different parts of the choir, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, yeah. And now I feel like people don't even do choirs too much anymore, but Yeah, they don't. It's all like I'm a solo artist, I'm seeing lead and that's it, <laughs> you know? Facts. Yeah, it's like all about the the main star. Yeah. But yeah, look, you get like the same little like progression throughout the whole song, they get a little higher pinch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah it's just like a good little groove you know yeah, but i think it also goes in line with kind of like i like the little like um like the background music yeah ambient type of vibe like it's kind of like that but just like a little bit faster pace yeah so. well it's got like a bass in there mm-hmm. the bass, like yeah yeah i love a good bass line so And also her, um, just her ad libs, um, which Mm -hmm. is also a characteristic of gospel. She's singing lead, but to be honest, most of it is her just ad libbing. Like, oh, for sure. Like, I'm sure she has a couple of lyrics, 
But the same with the choir, she's repeating the same like chorus. I'm sure she probably has mm-hmm. just like a similar chorus. And what makes it sound different is she's ad-libbing as a vocalist. Exactly. And I, you know, it's kind of like that when you were saying with like the first song that you were listening to, or not the first one, but the one by the Carter Sisters, how they're just mm-hmm. kind of like professing their like prayer, if you will. Yeah, um, like it's, it's that same kind of. Yeah, it's the same kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that. That's you like, know, like so, the kind of songs that like just like never really wrap up. <laughs> I never, yeah. Well, because it's like there's like it's like a a praise. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you really don't put a time limit on. You gotta get the praise out, you know. Yeah, like you know, it's like um, it's like in the Greek chorus. You know, back in like ancient times, they would have mm-hmm. like these like, supplications to the gods before they perform. It was like a thank you to the gods. Yeah, you know. And I want to say there was, I know it was called the chorus, but I don't know if they actually were singing. Um, and that's where our term the chorus comes from because it's like a unison. Uh, like a group of people saying the same thing and and offering up a praise, right? So mm-hmm. I think that that um, has, we definitely see that sort of style in gospel music. Oh, it, for sure, it's, it's like a choral thing. It's like multiple voices combined. You know, I'm here for it though. Yeah, I mean, I would say that is the cornerstone of gospel is a choir. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. And even to the point now where people in secular music will, if they put a chorus sound in there, it's automatically associated with being gospel. Like having yeah, a gospel vibe true. or something. If you just hear multiple voices harmonizing in the same, saying the same, you know, lines, lyrics. Very true. And people use that type of sound all the time in, in music. So Yeah, they do. It's very popular. Yeah. So, um, and it originated with, you know, religious music. So, all right. Mm-hmm. So you you want to do your next song? Yeah. That was just want to praise you, which I actually, I do vibe with that song too. I like that one. See? I don't totally disagree. I don't, this next one, I don't know if I like it that much, but that one was fine. Okay. This one's, this one's just like a little slow bop. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing too yeah. rowdy. It's very like simple. It's kind um, of the so it's. Praise is what I do by William Murphy. But I feel like this one like gets you there without having to do all that extra stuff. It's a very like simple song. And he kind of does the same thing as before, like the ad-libbing. I think he does a really good job of like getting the emotion across. And that's why I like this song. Yeah. So that's, that's really why I... I like this one. I just heard it so much as a kid. I cannot stand it anymore. Yeah, they did sing it quite a bit at, just, at church. Yeah. 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 Some songs I, I probably would like if I just didn't hear it 85,000 times at church. True. Yeah. Well, since you don't like this one, we'll like hurry through this one. But this was a really good one. Listen to it. Um, I mean, we can listen to just it. like a classic. Like, I can't believe. Huh? So if you listen to it, just because I don't like it, we can discuss it. Oh, well, it's just like, it's pretty much like the last song, just a lot slower. Yeah. But like I said, I think he does a really good job of like conveying the emotional aspect in this song. That's true. I think the lyrics are what shines most here, mainly because it's hard to hear it. Yeah. 
And it's sort of I like, it's almost like a love song to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Like, a lot of gospel songs can really be ballads, if you really... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Agreed. like, this could be a ballad if it was even slower mm-hmm. and had less percussion, I think. It would, it could be a ballad pretty easily. Yeah, I think you could, you could pull that off. Yeah. And maybe if you took out the ad-libs and really did just mm-hmm. the lyrics and took out the drums, it would probably be... A, a yeah. Ballad. I do think he does, like, a little bit of extraness for it to be a, a complete ballad, but it could it could get there, you know, with some modifications. Yeah. But I think if you're a gospel singer, you have to the extra is like almost necessary just because oh, sure. the style of music is so interactive and it's so about yeah. moving people to chorus. Like your intention mm-hmm. as a gospel singer is to get people on their feet, to get them praising, to get them you know, emoting in really strong ways, you know? Yeah, that's true. So I, I think as a gospel artist, you have to be, it's almost as like charisma and sort of uh, yeah. vibe. That's you a have good way to put have. it. Yeah, like you got to really be, you got to be the type to get somebody, get to get them up and going. Mm-hmm. And I would say not all artists really do that. Like even more than second part of the song is like the breakdown at the end. I don't know if you're there yet, but wait, let me see. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. Like when the saxophone is it a saxophone? I don't know. I think it's some type of percussion, but I might not be there yet. But yeah, I'm listening. I'm trying to see if this is the breakdown that you're talking about. I don't know how you don't like it. It's good. I because I heard it so much as a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's this is another quiet. We heard this song a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> there was like three songs that most churches did in rotation and like when we were going to church. It was like this and Grateful. So. Yeah, like that Grateful song. Can I stand it? To this mm, day. Yeah. And that ever. song that the one lady would sing every first Sunday, like, oh God. Yes. I don't even remember the song, but like if I heard it today, I would just be like cringe. <laughs> yes. It's because churches, unfortunately, they got to come up with a whole set list for like every Sunday, right? Which Every is Sunday, yeah. And to be honest, it's like it's difficult. Just so they just you to just keep it the same. But you're so bored. Okay, are you in the next song? Yeah. Yes, this is a good All right, one. This so the next song is um, We're Blessed by Fred Hammond. So Fred Hammond, that's my guy, okay? He really is that guy. I love me some Fred Hammond. My guy is, knows how to get you hyped. He's kind of like... A lower key Kurt Franklin. Not to compare the two because they're very different, but you know, you get it. Yeah, you get it. No, he reminds his voice. Oh, oh, we're listening to huh? His voice reminds me of Luther Vandross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah, I can see that. It's very like like soulful, sultry. It just like gets you. You know, every time. Almost sensual in a weird way. You can't like not move to this song. Yes. 
period. We're blessing the spirits. We love good old Fred. This is so classic. What'd you say? I said, this is so classic. Yeah, it is. If I was on Jubilee, this would be one of the ones I would be singing, so look out for it. It's coming. Coming to a Jubilee choir near you. You know how I like to do the slow walk out there? Yes. With your robe. Pretty excited. Pretty excited. He's also doing a lot oh, of ad- what happened? He's doing a lot of ad living as well. Oh yeah. As he should, he's Fred Hammond. All right. I could listen to Fred Hammond all day, honestly. He gets me in the mood. Yes, and also listen to the other songs that we put on our playlist for Spotify because we have like sixty some songs yeah. on there, and we have yeah, there, and there's more of all of these. Yeah, it was kind of hard just choosing even ten just to talk about because there's so many that I love. Like we didn't even put Mary Mary on here. Um, so many other Go people listen to it. But, yeah, try to choose the less obvious ones too, though, because like people, yeah. I feel like a lot of people do know Mary Mary, but. True, true, true. Why well, I didn't didn't choose the less obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well, with Fred Hammond? Yeah, I guess not. But yeah, fine. he's pretty... Everybody, I feel like everybody knows Fred Hammond. We don't have any Kirk Franklin either, which was another obvious. Uh, yeah, that's true. But like, he's so... Everybody, he's knows so him, so. everybody knows him. I feel like secular people would know Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can't not know Kirk Franklin. So. I agree. He's probably one of the biggest gospel artists, like for sure. <laughs> That's without a doubt. Yeah. And he doesn't even sing. He's just like a band leader. Right. He just goes there and like has like he's like a hype man. He's like a glorified hack. Yeah, he literally was a hype man. He was he's like DJ Khaled for gospel. Yeah, for gospel. hmm You get it. Yeah. I'm either like listen to this while I'm making dinner. Seriously. Blast. Blast. Such a groovy, groovy song. It is so groovy. Does he even make music anymore? Huh? Does he make music anymore? I don't think so. I haven't heard like I haven't seen anything by him. You should though. Well, I don't know. I feel like you know certain people just you did a great contribution. And you just like leave it alone. Back then, (laughs) like just yeah. Like Lord Hill, make one album. (laughs) Just let it go. 
Midnight hour. It's gonna turn it around. That's my favorite part. Around. He was also was, on, uh, I think he was on the Parkers at one point. Huh? He used to like bring guest artists on. I think he was on the Parkers episode whenever Kim was like singing. Was he? Yeah, I think he was. Well, she can sing too. Um, huh. Kim, the lady who played Kim, Countess Vaughn, she's a good singer as well. Um, yeah, that's part of him, and we're blessed. Love that one. That's for the whole song, right? Okay, are you on to the next one? Uh, yep, we can go on to the next one. All right, so uh, the next one, what'd you say, Courtney? I was saying it's like a testimony song, honestly good stuff okay so the next one this is my girl my <laughs> girl i love me some helen bear which you know the good thing about helen is she really understands the secular world so she was a secular artist first transitioning to a woman of god okay so <laughs> it's not always trajectory <laughs> it's not always the case Anyway, so uh, we listened to If It Had Not Been For The Lord On My Side. This one right here, always get your girl going. Like this right here is on a regular repeat in my playlist. Even though it's a gospel song, we love it. It's very groovy. Gives you like a little bit of that bluegrass, Courtney calls it slave music type of vibe. This is like, uh, it just sounds like a song. Oh, this is a 100% of Jubilee. I will <laughs> definitely be walking out to this too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my Jubilee girls, and um, we will slowly be walking back. Yep. Jubilee's child. Yep, Jubilee's child. That's what we're gonna call them. We got Caitlin and the girls. <laughs> Pretty excited. It's like such an odd, an odd desire for life. You know, it is. Like I aspire to be old for that particular reason. Ooh, Courtney, you don't act you don't like the song too. You know you love I Helen. I love this song. I'm over here jamming. Okay, I love it. Just saying because you know just saying you like Helen. I know you like Helen, so don't see my girl. You her little breakdown is just so yeah. Hmm. My favorite part is like, like, where would I be? I wanna know. Where would I? Right. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Where she brought that secular in there real quick. Right. <laughs> and this was like a little short, quaint little song too. It's not very long, but it gets the point across. Mm. But you can listen to the playlist to check this one out. It's a good one. She has another yeah. song too. Um, awesome God, beautiful. I didn't want to add her on here twice because I figured there were some other people that were noteworthy, but Helen, that's my girl. I haven't heard Awesome God. And she makes perfect Jubilee Choir music. So if you're into Jubilee Choirs, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, we know you are. We give that one definitely a 15 out of 10, period. <laughs> classic, classic. <laughs> yep. Good job. Good job. What is, a, what is Helen up to these days? That's a good question. Yeah, we should definitely look that up. Yeah. 
But um, okay, so the last one is the, I like this song a lot. This is oh, Lee. this one right here. When I tell you this right here, this is the last like, one. Like this yeah. one was not even gospel music back in the day. Okay. Yes, this is a good one. But it's, um, it's, it's like it, she doesn't even make reference to Jesus or God in this at all. I don't think. I don't. I think it's like a subtle reference. It's like I think it's like subliminal. It's like she doesn't directly yeah. just come out and say it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so she is, or the artist is Leandria Johnson. I think she was on like some type of gospel show back in the day, one, gospel yeah. best or something like that. Like, she's a really famous. I would say she's pretty much one of the top. Yeah, she's pretty well known. She's pretty pretty well known. But um, new reasons. Yeah, boy, oh boy, this one right here make you not think you at the church. You gotta be careful. Got to be careful. Cause this one, this one's a bop for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to this regularly, too. Yeah. The beat is very groovy. Extremely groovy. It's the shooter dude. It's very, like, neo-soul to me, you know? Yeah, it kind of is. What just passing through? Yes. I, you know, the thing is, I feel like this song is very underrated. Like, not it is. It's a deep cut on her album. Like, nobody knows this song. Yeah, it really is. But it's good. It's solid, Yeah. Also, like her vocals are so strong in this too. I think. Oh yeah, she's yeah. a really good, like strong, like, like also raspy but clean. Yeah. Yes. She kind of like, I wouldn't say yodels, but she like has this like little like. I don't. It's. I would compare it to like a girl that she does when she sings. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's like it's something that gospel singers do all the time. They kind of like it's kind of like squawk. It's like a mm-hmm. like a something caught in their throat. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to to put it. Yeah. She just gives me, I've just sang in church all my life and I got really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, they say like <laughs> she had a testimony to say, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, for real. <laughs> Anyways, if you have never heard this song, please do me a favor and go listen to this. This one yeah. is delicious. Like music to your ears. Yeah beautiful just so good seriously and it's a lot of kind of a lot of loud singing not gonna lie but i think they make it really work by having the rest of the background music so simple like this yeah it's very simple just like a little snap like it's kind of like a live show but like not yeah um it's groovy it's good You know, I'm thinking, I don't think she has a choir. Like, she doesn't have background singers. I think that's just, they're layering her voice. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So, like, her voice is in the background and in the front. And Which lead. I think that's a, a good strategic mood, like, move. Yeah. Just because it doesn't... Um, they harmonize with themselves. Like, for consistency. Like, her voice is very distinct. Yeah. So. Yeah. love it this is like a a song testing your vocal agility Mm -hmm. i love it 
Could you give me reasons to stay? And they have a little organ at the end. Oh, that's the best part. That little yeah. breakdown. Uh, uh, uh. Yes. Julie Choir did. This is another one. We're going to be walking out in that little last part right now. I'm going to start walking on back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I'm plotting. Ready for the day. your spot at the Jubilee Choir. Honey. Any choir choir people that are listening, if your Jubilee choir is accepting uh, new additions (laughs) under the age of 26 or at 26, I'm right here. I've been waiting for my calling. (laughs) They're literally going to look at you like you're an infant. They're going to be like, like, ma'am, honestly. You see the average age. (laughs) I'm like, age is nothing but a number, Miss Ma'am, okay? It's all about the soul, the spirit. Yeah, but actually, that? here it matters. That's the whole point of this being a jubilee. Mm, but does it? <laughs> like, ma'am, aren't you 45? <laughs> aren't you 45? And like, you know, here's the thing. Life is not guaranteed tomorrow, so you should just put me on the choir today. Period. They'll let you be the groupie. They'll let you iron the robes. Oh, I'll be the groupie. That's fine. Maybe they'll let me just like, support, like the person who walks the people back at the end. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. You can be support staff. That. <laughs> you can be the Jubilee Choir intern. <laughs> oh, God. Do not put, do not do me like that. At least give me a one lead song. Jeez. Assistant. Disgusting. <laughs> There's ages. There's levels to it. You got to be on the main choir for at least 10 to 15 to get to Jubilee. Mm. Already disqualified. Have you paid your dues? <laughs> yes, I have. I'm old and at heart, you know? I really am. It was like, why did I put this, this like little girl next to these older people on the Jubilee choir? Because that's how it should be. It's one of my aspirations, period. Seriously. Well, okay. Since Caitlin's waiting her time to get to the Jubilee Choir. Patiently. 40 more years ago. (laughs) 40 more years. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, that was our gospel playlist. We hope you enjoy listening to all the songs. We enjoy listening to them and commenting on them. Um, That was just a taste small itty bitty sample of what's actually on our playlist that we made on spotify um that playlist is like 70 80 songs on so you definitely have plenty if you really have not listened to gospel music contemporary or traditional gospel music um that's a good place to start for sure there's plenty of music on there so Mm -hmm. and it'll be linked below in in the description box for uh, all the podcast episodes so for all the streaming platforms i'm in yeah, so thanks for joining in, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you in the next one. Take care and praise the Lord. Am I right? Yes. A little shout. Praise break. <laughs> good times, good times. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.